Hi, I'm Lee. I'm Joe. And we are the Tired Rewinders, <laughs> rewatching childhood movies to see if they still hold up. And what did we watch? Base, Base Camp. Camp. A little movie from 1986. Was it 1986? Yeah. I think so. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was 1986 because of things, well, in a moment. But um, uh, I'll clear the room or or clear... Not clear the room. Are you farting? <laughs> no, that's that's my dog Remy's job. <laughs> uh, clear the air. There we go. I have not seen this movie as a child, so I don't. I don't know if you were really hurt by that. I was really yes, because I I remember the cover for this. Uh, all VHS, the floating people. All the people floating. It's kind of arty style ish, and it looked exciting. I love space. I wanted to go to space camp. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I just never got to see this movie until now, 30-some years later. Do you still want to go to space camp? Not if it's like the movie portrays it. <laughs> but you, you saw this movie as a kid, right? Yes, I did. Uh, I think it was the the only way that this movie got made was because people freaking love the space shuttle program. Yes. And... Without that, this, I don't think, would have been a thing. Not at all. Uh, I remember when the space shuttle program came into existence, and we would watch every single launch at school live. Yeah, pretty much. It was great. And every single time it launched, it was just chills and uh, goosebumps as it would go up. Yeah. yeah. Except except for a few that well, they shut off early. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's. I mean, let's just talk about it. Why? Why not? <laughs> That's it's childhood memories and nostalgia, and this movie does tie into that a little bit. Yeah, Challenger explosion in 1986. Mm-hmm. And were you watching it live? Yes, I was. Yep. I think. Oh, I think that was just a normal thing. Of like I said, we we would watch every single, or at least most of the shuttles going into yeah. space, and yeah, saw saw Challenger explode live. And that was a big deal one, though, because it had a teacher yep. involved in it. So I think that one had special purpose for going into schools. Oh, yeah. Yes. E- extra extra meeting for um, uh, her name is Krista. Jeez, oh, I'm trying to remember the, the teacher's name. Well, I, <laughs> sorry, I can't remember. It's Krista something. Mick, Mick something. And yeah, but she that's why. Yeah. Uh, the first teacher in space. So that that kind of hurt this movie actually because it came out in 1986 and I think it came out a couple mm-hmm. months afterwards and so everyone was still kind of uh, not feeling that great about the the tragedy of it. Sure, and, and plus the major plot point of this movie yeah. <laughs> kind of it's very similar to actually yeah. what happened. A similar thing of just wow, that sucks for this movie and <laughs> and for everything. But I don't know. I don't know what else to say about besides that sucks and Challenger. Yep. Uh, we had, I mean, a lot of nostalgia for just NASA in general as a kid in the 80s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like just seeing a shuttle again. Yeah, a lot of nostalgia just from the 80s for NASA. And it was really much everywhere. And obviously, I didn't see this movie. I wanted to see it because I love NASA so much. And we talked sure. about it in The Navigator, for the one we did before this. Flight mm-hmm. of the Navigator. Yeah, and for me, even though we had Challenger that same year, I kept watching this movie because I still thought space was too cool and everything involved with it was 
interesting and neat and damn i want to be in a camp where you go through all this stuff like a astronaut kind of would yeah and that's as just looking at the cover that was my impression too is oh they're I didn't really understand exactly if they actually went into space or if they had a hollow deck or something weird, <laughs> but <laughs> but the the idea of it was I get to do what the astronauts are doing and train the same way. That still sounds amazing, and I think they still have space camps around. It's for younger kids, not teenagers, as shown in, or twenty five year olds <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Actually, one thing I bumped through was an adult space camp. So. There is. Oh, well, I'm wrong. <laughs> Wait, why haven't I gone then? Because I think it's in Alabama. <laughs> well, I mean, I can suck it up. Zilmer's probably running it. Oh, we have a friend who is a an, a literal rocket. <laughs> he's, rock- no, he's a literal rocket. <laughs> he's a, yeah, sorry, I can't even talk. He's a literal rocket scientist. I don't know. Uh, do you have any more nostalgia for this movie since I never saw it? I just have nostalgia for science and 80s and NASA and rockets. <laughs> uh, just before I started watching the movie, about a few hours before I started watching it, I had this blank realization of, oh my, there's a robot in this movie. Oh, oh no. It, you remembered. It just suddenly hit me. <laughs> And what did you think of the robot as a kid? I knew it was going to be terrible. I didn't remember anything about it. I just knew it existed in the movie. And I was like, oh, no, 80s robots are god awful. I guess my question is, <laughs> but as a kid, do you remember it being terrible or or just that a robot existed in this movie? It, it was a robot. So yeah. robots were cool, no matter how yeah. dumb they really are. Like Rocky Four, that robot. Or, I mean, there's numerous. Yeah. Rotor. There's so many. The 80s were prime with just robot helpers that were never. The technology did not definitely not exist then, and doesn't exist now. The only real robot we kind of had in the 80s that was semi affordable was um, one that kind of had like wheels on the base and it kind of had a human-ish kind of top, but it was only like three feet tall, and it had a little clamp hand and it would grab like soda cans or beer cans. And that's all it really would do. Was it Robbie the robot or is that for the No, Robbie the robot was for the Nintendo. Okay. They didn't really do that. (laughs) I don't remember what this name was, but all I remembered was after a while being like, all it does is grab cans. (laughs) Well, dumb. (laughs) When you're sitting on your couch and you just want a beer, (laughs) there you are. But it couldn't open the fridge or anything, and it couldn't reach into a fridge. Fine. Uh, At room temperature, Bud Light, okay. (laughs) Or a can of yams that comes up with a year you go. This isn't beer. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, I can't. It's a can. I have a can hand claw thing. This is all I can do. It's like, what is my purpose? To get me a can. Oh, man. Welcome to the club, man. Your existence is useless. All right. But why does this movie exist? Because it's awesome. It was the 80s. We love space. We love NASA. And yeah. let's let's uh, figure out how they launch a bunch of kids into space <laughs> with this, pl- <laughs> with this <laughs> plot. Yeah. So the, mu- the movie starts off with what I kind of consider like this kind of space trekky kind of feel. You got s- like a star field. And then they start putting nebulae in it, yep. which 
It it's not computers, but eh, whatever, it works. I think it was a kind of a bad matte painting, to be honest. I thought it was yeah. kind of cheap. Yeah. So they pull like away from it, mm-hmm. and they have this for the time. It was a nice font with blue yeah. and metallic. Mm-hmm. And then you get the realization: oh, this is John Williams' music. Oh, these are the the, the okay. table scraps of John Williams' music, and just thrown on in here <laughs> because it's just boring and dull. There's and no as, theme. Yeah. As all the names go by, you mm-hmm. you realize, well, at least I realized, or all I could think about was, this is not really as epic as the opening to Contact. I'm trying to remember the opening to Contact. It's really good. Okay, I'll have to go back and, and watch the opening to Contact. I don't remember. Uh, I like that movie. Oh, especially that What's-Her-Face was from De Pere. <laughs> yep. The character from, yeah, whatever. Anyway. But yeah, we see a lot of names we recognize, like Kate Capshaw, Kelly Preston, Leah Thompson, and a Leaf Phoenix. Who? Wait, is that one of the Phoenix brothers? And it's actually I don't recognize any of these names. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm not a name person. Kate Capshaw was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. She was okay. the love interest. She yeah, and Kelly Preston. She was an actress until she decided to marry. Uh, John Travolta, and now she's a Scientologist and stuck there. Ooh. Leah Thompson. You have to know who Leah Thompson is, right? Sounds familiar. She's got to go back in time. Do, 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 do. <laughs> she's Joe. <laughs> that's, back to the, sorry, that's an inside joke leaking out. It is. Back to the future. <laughs> and Joaquin oh. Phoenix, she, he was going by Leaf, Fe- Leaf Phoenix in this movie. Wait a minute. That was Joaquin That's Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix in this first movie debut. Weird. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I recognize a lot of names, and um, <laughs> then uh, all the other actors that I didn't recognize their names, like, oh, you're from that movie. Okay, anyway, whatever. So, people. <laughs> <laughs> actors. And so the the credits, when they end, they do a Star Wars pan down, I guess. Pan down would be what is considered. I don't know. Either uh, way. Yeah, you pan across, you tilt down. But it's not a tilt. Oh, it's a truck down. No, a truck down is when you're on a dolly and you move back and forth on that dolly. A pan ah. goes left to right, a tilt up or a tilt down. So it's No, but this but it's not a tilt. It's the it's camera a, stays stationary and moves up and down. All right, it comes down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so obsessed with this term cuz I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> okay. Um and it it shifts down to I'm guessing like Kansas or something and there's a girl sitting out in the country farm mm-hmm. and uh, says something about shooting stars. So I think she's just looking for shooting stars, but then you see what she sees, what I being, you know, a child of the eighties and what I still do now. I'm like, Oh, she sees a satellite. Yeah. But then she says, oh, John Glenn winked at me. Cause it, the, the light, the sunlight or whatever, it hits it just right from the other side of the planet. And then I'm like, Oh, is, is this more of like a Mercury program thing? You know, one of the early capsules that's oh, circling gotcha. the Earth? I see. I just thought that she was deeply in love with John Glenn, and that's what the movie was going to be about, is her joining space camp to find her long-lost love, John Glenn, <laughs> when she's finally of age. And then they fall in love, and it's just a silly romantic comedy. Wow. That no. would have been a whole different movie. No. We have a different type of weird uh, I think two love stories in this movie we'll get into. <laughs> At least one is weird for sure. So 
then the movie tricks us because a lady gets out of an airplane and you're like, oh, the little girl grew, grew up to be yeah. a, a test a, pilot yeah, or something. Yeah, flying a jet. She was one of the first uh, female jet pilots. And it has... Like, well, it, yeah. That makes sense. She's aim for the stars. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Then some dude with a mustache walks up. Hold on. Hold on. This is not some dude. <laughs> this is Mamma Jamma Tom Skerritt. Show some respect, Joe. This is fucking Tom Skerritt <laughs> here. Isn't this the same dude with a mustache who clings to a woman in some space program in a later movie in the late 90s? In almost the exact same kind of character, except more douchey than this one. Well, let's figure out your brain, Joe. What movie are you talking about? Contact. He's in Contact as well? Yeah. Tom Skerritt's in Contact? I thought he was. I'll be damned. (laughs) Holy shit, Joe. You're absolutely right. (gasps) I'm remembering it all now. I need to go back and see Contact. It's been a long time. (laughs) Yeah, he, he likes uh, attaching himself to ladies who go into space. That's true. I mean, well, the first one he attached to was Ripley in Alien. Because <laughs> he was Dallas in that. And he's also in Top Gun. He was Viper. But no ladies so much. No, you don't, no, no. They weren't best of the best of the best with honors. <laughs> wow. Good job, Joe. Woo. Wait, did I you did just something. See, did you just watch Contact recently? <laughs> no. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't. <laughs> All right. Yes, okay, yeah, but you're right. Tom Skerritt is attaching himself to a more popular, not popular, <laughs> more Strong skilled, more skilled person than he is. Yes, 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 that, yes absolutely right. Uh, she finds out that she's not going to be going up on any space shuttles anytime soon. Yeah. So he's like, come with me to space camp. Yeah, it'll be great. We'll have a dumb bunch of dumb kids around you. Oh, great. No. Fresh, clean, good American kids. He does say that. You know, from real America, not from New York City or L.A. (laughs) From the heart of America. All the ones that we don't consider to be American enough, we're going to send out back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's a camp director. And uh, then we see, what is it, a really bad music coming out of a Jeep and a funky guy. Like, oh, that's that's a real American kid. Yep. With uh, yep. She even makes reference to that. Oh, here's one of your good American kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking your parking spot. <sighs> yeah, and uh, this kid is annoying right away, and I don't oh, like yeah. him at all throughout the entire movie. And this dumb, punchable face. I just called him jerk kid. And he's just a jerk kid. I guess he kind of has a story arc, but he has jerk face, and I do want to punch it. <laughs> Sorry about your face, man, but I, I want to punch it. Yeah. Basically, he acts like a jerk to a pilot lady, is a little bit more amenable to mustache guy, and then gets his heart taken away by uh, the girl who flies in that's teenager that is a pilot. Leah Thompson. So uh, it's Catherine, and this character's name, the jerk guy, is named Kevin. Jerk. Yep. Jerk guy's named Kevin, and yeah, in a biplane lands Catherine, and she was the little girl, right, in the field? Yes. And that's why, it, like, oh, because later on we find that out, and it's just kind of strange of the movie, I don't know, it was tricking us fakes, or just bad editing. Yeah, fakes you out and then doesn't explain it until three quarters of the way through the movie. Yep, yep. So it's just very strange. And so then, yep. the jerk kid's like, I want to hang out with that girl, because... 
She's cute. Uh, she flies airplanes, apparently. Uh, whatever. Whatever his reason is, he she, wants she's to a... stick around her. So he just grabs a tag, name tag, that matches her color mm-hmm. to be on Blue Team. Blue Team, yep. He was originally going to be on Yellow Team, which we never see again. They got all uh, locked into an airlock and <laughs> jettisoned into space. <laughs> this is what it's like, kids. Boom! <laughs> See, uh, uh, Team Yellow, your job will be to see the effects of a of a, of a human body in a vacuum. You would think that would be the red team. No, red teams go. They're they're the. I think actually the red team is in the control. They're the in NASA control base. Oh yeah, and they're the ones making problem. fun of them later. No, on. that was green team. Oh, what's red team do? I don't know. They're just, oh, they're boring security guards at the front of the base where they just have to stand there at, at the gate and just check passes for, of all so the other kids. The only team anyone ever wants to be on at space camp is blue team. Huh? But the majority of kids get delegated to ridiculous jobs like cafe worker. and That's true. We don't see other teams in this. Oh, okay. well, um, we're skipping ahead. Let's just uh, let's find out what blue team is. Yep, you're right. He, he takes a Asian boys tag yeah. and so he has a japanese last name i believe or something like that yeah all i remember is that the first name was hidaki okay yeah yeah, yeah. but then um so kate capshaw or andy is the name that's the astronaut psychot uh that we got uh, not psychot but that's the air force pilot who can't go into space because she's a lady or there aren't assignments or whatever but she's in charge of blue group and she's getting all her people together yes so she goes down the line, and it's a way to introduce the kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, who are you? What do you like? And we we get, uh, I don't remember who was first, but uh, you have. It was Rudy, I think. Rudy, yes, 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 yes. I yep. think he would. He was either first or second. But, Whatever. So he, they, he gets, like, random role number two. Yeah, he, he gets role number one. He's mission, oh. like, he's, like, mission specialist number one. Then we go down to Kelly Preston, um, a Valley Girl. I think her yeah, name Dissy is girl. Tish. Communications. Yep, you get commu- oh, because she says she's really ditzy, but then she starts talking and she's just saying, "Oh, I really like just listening to the sounds of space." And they're trying to communicate with us, and I'm trying to find aliens. I'm just listening to airwaves of of and uh, radio waves of space, and that is actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> because there is, you can just go online right now. You can do that and just listen to the sounds of space and hear all the different weird frequencies. And she's just doing that, but it's kind of blown off of, oh, well, you're a ditzy girl, whatever. You get yeah. to be, yeah, oh, communications number two or whatever. And then, uh, like, the third one is a little kid that's yeah. in the wrong age bracket and who needs to uh, hook up and have drinks with um, the. The guys from basketball later. It's not the same kid, but it looks like him. You're you're saying Squeak Scolari? No, 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 no. The uh, Make a Wish kid. Okay, I know who you're talking about. All right. But anyway, this kid likes Star Wars, and he's gonna be a mission specialist number two. Well, that's what it is. Mission specialist number two. Yeah, he's only 12 years old, and everyone else is supposedly teenagers. Although the actors seem way older and probably in their early 20s. <laughs> Yes. But whatever. And he's, uh, this is uh, Max. He's yes. been to junior camp twice, but now he's finally made it to upper, bigger. He convinced uh, Andy to, to be able to join, the instructor to join. Yes. Yeah. 
Then Leah Thompson's there. And, and Jerk. Yep. There's two final assignments and the most important assignments, of course. Yes. Yeah. The shuttle captain and the shuttle pilot. Mm-hmm. Jerk doesn't care which role he gets. Because he's just staring at a very 80s Leah Thompson, which I cannot blame him for. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, she's just, well, I want to be, a, a pilot isn't important, she says, something like that. I want to be the commander. But that kind of irks uh, Andy because she's like, well, I'm a pilot. How dare you? <laughs> a pilot's important. Mean- Thought she was gonna like tackle her or something. Yeah, and, and she like, just kind of kill you right away. That I don't like you, and because then Leah Thompson or uh, Catherine, she describes how she wants to be the first female shuttle captain commander um, in, ever, and that's her goal. And, uh, mm-hmm. Whoa, oh, I guess being a pilot is good. Well, too bad you're a pilot, uh, jerk face. You're commander. Oh, okay. I don't really care. I'm just here for Leah Thompson. And they're like, yep, okay, go okay. to work. There, there's our, our, our team uh, for for Blue Squad. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, what's her face? She says, hey, why are you here? You're not, you don't look like a Tanashi, Takashi. Oh, yeah, I go by Kevin Donaldson. Yeah, and no one cares. And it's, oh, okay. Instead of just stopping and said, okay, so you're obviously in the wrong program. That's not you. We're going to find the real person and get him into Blue Group, and you're going to go to Yellow Group. Because you and can do that. Shut out the airlock. <laughs> and then, yeah, you're shot off the airlock, jerk face. So then we go through kind of like a montage of being shown the different things that they get to interact with the uh, space arm, a chair that flips around, the mm-hmm. simulator, and then Rudy kind of jars it around, knocks people over. And then in the next room, we meet the droid robot thing called jinx and uh it's kind of it's terrible it's the worst thing in the movie it's the absolute worst thing in the movie and this is the best that the writers of this movie could figure out for reasons uh of eventually getting them into space which is very strange and it's a ball with really spindly little legs and it has a little two eyes that pop out the top that are kind of connected like a like a cube where one eye's on one side, one's eye on the other side as a sensor. And mm-hmm. it's called Jinx. Yep. And, and this it, was supposed to go into space or something. And, something and, like that. It has NASA. It's, it was made for NASA. I think they say it cost $20 million, right? Something, something, uh, something like that. Like something that. ridiculous. And it's really stupid. And it's voice, it talks like this because it's voiced by Frank Welker. <laughs> Damn you, Frank Welker. <laughs> You're everywhere. And then Max and Jinx give each other the eye, and you know what they're going to do later. We're best friends. We're best friends. I'm going to steal a million-dollar droid and put it in my locker. <laughs> and he does. It's just so <laughs> and weird. And no one cares. No one cares. Even later on, they, they notice this. Other kids notice. And, oh, it's always in your locker. Whatever. <laughs> you're you're in love with this thing, and you love each other. You're gonna be best friends forever. <laughs> so the next scene then is all the girls in their bunks, and uh, you have the dits, which then reveals she has photographic memory. Yep, she's actually really really smart. And you get a, a weird line where she basically says to uh, uh, what's uh, Leah Thompson? You said her name was Catherine. 
is Catherine. the character name. We'll go by character name, so, Catherine. So anyway, so she's like, oh, you know, you could be pretty. Wow. Yeah, that was strange. You know, yeah, they're, they're talking about themselves. You know, she just pauses and Trish says, you know what? You're really pretty if you would actually try. <laughs> Jeez, thanks. I know. I was like, that. that's a slam right there. Yikes. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 the line was really strange, too. It, it was kind of a little bit of flirtiness. I don't, it was strange. It was just strange. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's getting to know each other. Uh, um, uh, Kevin, jerkface, is talking to Rudy, and Rudy wants to be the first guy to open a fast food franchise on the moon or in space. That's <laughs> that his kid's dream. <laughs> wow. Good job, guys. You couldn't think of anything interesting for this character besides that and that he likes science, but sometimes he's not very good at it. <laughs> That's his character. Yep. Wow. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> then you get introduced that uh, Max stole Jinx and he's in the his closet. Yeah. So all the teen boys are chucking like, hey, robot, do this. Yeah. Hey, robot, do, do this. That. Oh, and no. the $20 million robot overloads from getting too many commands. Yep. Burns out. So then Max takes it secretly and he repairs it somewhere else and Max is back and now yeah Max declares to Jinx we're best friends forever because I fixed you somehow best friends forever forever even when murder is on the line forever (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Catherine and Kevin sneak away uh, to go near the launch pad to talk um, because Kevin says, oh, I can get us near there. I have clearance to do that. Don't worry about well, they it. They even didn't though... go there to talk. Well, Come on. Well, a little bit of smoochies maybe that I don't think happens. It does, just as oh, the, the parents pull up. and <laughs> The parents? <laughs> well, the adults, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's a bunch of, yeah, it's space camp, and it's just bunk beds, and really it's just like summer camp, I guess, was what it looked yeah. like. So, yeah, kids kids sneaking out past curfew and they got in trouble. Oh, no. And I don't think they get punished at all for it, do they? Uh, it looks like they may have had a scene where they got in trouble, but they cut it. Okay. Because they come walking out of the main building. Oh, sure. And they're upset about something. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But Kevin gets mad because, oh, that's right. Uh, they were looking for the the kids they were missing. The adults were. And Max was the one that says that where they were. Nope. No? Or Jinx, Jinx did. Was. That's right. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Jinx is a loudmouth. So then Max gets basically blamed for it. Yep. Yep. And he gets all upset and says, oh, he. I wish I was in space. And the stupid robot overhears that and takes it literally like, okay, I will launch Max into space. That is his wish. Best friends. <laughs> Cool, cool. So goddamn scary. What do you mean, Joe? I <laughs> love you forever. We will be together. My programming allows me to. Never mind. Okay. So one part that got me a little bit kind of miffed about this was uh, in between here. Um, Catherine uh, said that she was all into the space program because she wants to go to the stars, and that's why she wants to like be in the space program Mm -hmm. and out of all this time where they took all this detail to make everybody sound smart 
this was not a smart thing to have her say because the space shuttle doesn't go to the stars. Yes. It goes to lower Earth orbit. That is something that it should have been where she she says that. I think, yes, this is my silly dream, but I understand that. And just but just getting a little bit closer to those stars would be enough for me. And then maybe my, you know, then she could say something like, then my ancestors will eventually get there. I'll, I want to be the one to take the first step or something like something like that. Okay, I but guess my anger was covering all that up that she was misspeaking. No, no, she doesn't say that. I was rewriting oh. I was rewriting it. No, you have a right to be angry because this is written terribly. No, be angry, Joe. Be angry. That right. was me rewriting it very easily with a couple extra bits of dialogue. It's just so easy, but whatever, bad movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean well, great movie. The nice thing that's said is that uh, that Catherine says to Jerk is that it's easier to say you don't care than to try and fail. That's true. Which, okay, there's something good to take away from the movie, you know. There's good stuff. You, yeah, yeah. You have to try. <laughs> I wish I was in space. Yeah. So uh, Jinx rolls into the main computer room <laughs> and starts pulling off some like ET level stuff by spinning lights and yes. somehow wirelessly connects to the main computer that talks for some reason. I think NASA didn't realize that they have sentient AIs everywhere. And that's really more advanced than the shuttle program at this point. <laughs> that they're like, I don't know what we can do with this stuff. Just uh, put it over there. Just put it in the basement closets. All the computer room is just, <laughs> it looks, it looks like it hasn't been, touched at all it kind of looks dusty in a way too this computer yeah room. it does and uh uh jinx just like robocop has a spike that he punches into the computer too <laughs> no he doesn't <laughs> that'd be interesting though if he did but yeah he accesses it and oh yeah he he extends his body all weird like mm. yeah exactly that's his wi-fi or i don't even understand what's happening here <laughs> it doesn't matter you're right that yeah, doesn't matter so we find out that there's going to be an engine test for the uh, Atlantis, Atlantis, yeah, uh, space shuttle. So they pull some. He pulls some strings and makes it so that they can get onto this uh, space shuttle for the engine test. Mm -hmm. Because if they ignite one of the two smaller rockets, they'll have to ignite the other one, or it's going to flip over, crash, explode, and kill everybody inside. Yep, it'll trigger a thermal curtain failure. I had to write that one down. Yeah, yeah. they say it a quite lot. A, they do quite a say it a lot. But So I, I think the writers found out that that's like a real term and mm -hmm. kept using it over and over again, or they made something up and someone told them it was cool, and they kept saying it. <laughs> it it's real, though. Oh, okay, good. So they get the kids on. And the kids are all like, yay, we're going to shake around while the engines go. Wee! And uh, they all get to sit in their spots according to their job roles. Yep. Oh. And, oh, oh we, we skip past them doing their mock trials in a simulation. Oh, yeah. Which they is suck. a little bit important. Yeah. We, yep. It's, it sets up that they're not good as a team. Yep, yep, yep. They, they're all going to die because they can't work together. Yeah, no one, one knows what they're doing. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, one person screws up and he does this, and the other one tries to know how to do this. Then uh, Catherine's like, I'm just a pilot, but I know I know how to do everything. Here's how you do it. And Kevin's just kind of, well, I'm the commander. No one's listening to me. Oh, well, whatever. Hey, look, we all died. And this is a really strange scene is 
I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Kate Capshaw. Andy. Andy. Yeah, the camp instructor. She comes in and she lays into them and she's just like, you're all dead. I can't believe this. You're all children and you're not taking this 100% serious. Don't you understand that you're all dead? And even Jerkface says, lighten up. It's just this is <laughs> just a simulation. Yeah. It's just you don't understand. You have to be a team. And you died as a team. Holy shit. That was really weird. It's it's like she's not even considering that the other kids are there for, you know, funsies. Screwing around. She's, uh-huh. she's only there for the Catherine character yes. to prep her, to be angry at her, and to yeah try to mold her in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's really it. And it's space camp. It's not like... And even she, in the very beginning, says... She t- tells... Um, Tells Rudy, this isn't the Marines, calm down, Addie's soldier type of thing. <laughs> but yet now she's freaking out like they are actually eventually going to become astronauts and have to take it 100% serious, which is just very strange. All right. But yes, yes that just sets up. They do not work well as a team. But now they're in a real space shuttle. And it starts shimmy shaking and they're all like, woo, this is cool. And I think that would be really cool. But then it would be really scary anyway. I would be, yeah. I'd be scared of it as an adult. And suddenly alarms start going off and the people in the control room are like, oh no, we have a thermal curtain. Yep, because Jinx is still messing with the computers. Yep. So, yep, of course, either they let it explode or crash, like, flip over and crash and explode mm-hmm. or they ignite the other smaller engine and send them up in space. So they decide to ignite the second one on the inside of the shuttle. Andy realizes that this is the case. Mm-hmm. So she basically grabs Catherine suplexes her out of her <laughs> pilot chair. Yeah. The way jerk ass gets up in there, clips herself in and is ready to go and pushing buttons and doing things. And Catherine's like, um, um, I don't, know what I'm doing, and then it launches, mm-hmm. which flings her to the back of the shuttle, obviously. Yep, yep. Pinned up against stuff. Luckily, not, not enough weight was shifted to throw off their their balance of the shuttle as a whole. Yes, that's important. <laughs> Nor uh, was it apparently enough to do any physical damage to Catherine. Yep, because later on she says, oh, I'm fine. I got a little bruise here, I guess, but I'm okay, which is, okay, well, then why did that really happen? Oh, did, nothing really. All there right. was no point There's to no, it. There was no point to her not being sitting down suited up Yeah, at all. She I, was just laying there. Other than, I guess, saying they were unprepared. Sure, but well, we already know that and see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Space Shuttle Atlantis launches, and it's obviously a old film of an actual launch, and I still got goosebumps. I know. I got all excited for all the. Old just, I'm, I'm watching the actual launch. It's just, oh, this is just beautiful. Yeah, I okay. don't. I don't care for rockets the same way I do. It's because shuttle. because we have that nostalgia as shuttles were the new thing for us. This was going to take us further into space as new bit of technology that we could use again and again. Where rockets were one time use. At least that's what our kid. I don't know. As my kid brain was of. Yeah, yeah, and it's like. Shuttles are the new kick-ass thing. And, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, we had just had this recent shuttle launch or um, rocket launch. And while that was still exciting and actually the landing of it was pretty freaking impressive too. Way more interesting than the launch. Yeah, the, the landing of it. Like, wow, just the math and the 
engineering to get that to land again. Incredible. So, but two rockets simultaneously. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just getting like, oh, space. Woo. I know. I'm there with you. <laughs> All right. Back to the movie. You're right. You're right. Uh, but they also learn pretty quick that they're, they only are outfitted with shortwave radio or short distance radio because shortwave radio is something. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so they start breaking up and they lose contact with uh, Houston. So they have to, luckily, they have a pilot that knows what she's doing. So mm-hmm. she's working off of memory after I don't know how far after the they have to roll after they rolled and release their first set of rockets they lose contact Mm -hmm. and then by memory she has to release this larger uh fuel thing yep they'll be in fuel tank (laughs) and then uh just guide them into lower earth orbit yeah which they do yeah and now everyone's floating around and it looks pretty cool how they did that to have all the kids in harnesses and wires yeah in a small confined cabin and i think it looked pretty good for that i think yeah they they did an all right job i mean i could get you know nitpicky about their hair and stuff but no it's fine i mean there's it's just so much you can do and and the movie's a little bit cheap the set's just okay but it's it's fine but they're all having fun floating around in zero g and looking down at the earth and they can't believe it but then Mm -hmm. they realize they only have one oxygen cylinder cylinder because this wasn't made to go into space. They normally have, I think, four they show on the screen, but they only have one. So they only have 12 hours of oxygen. Which goes really fast in movie time. Sure, sure. So uh, they have to remember that, oh, hey, there's this space station America's building up there named Daedalus. Yeah, Daedalus, Daedalus. Space Station. Yep. Because the whole thing is we could, it's going to take us 12 hours of air we have left. But it's also going to take us 12 hours for the reentry window to go to Edwards Air Force Base. And that, oh, we just don't have enough oxygen. Because they were going to, I guess, Houston or whatever is going to have autopilot. And they're automatically going to bring them back down to the Air Force Base. Yes. Or something like that. But then the, I think then they both realize, because they can't communicate to each other, is, hey, they need more oxygen. Hopefully they remember about this space station. Hey, they do. Cool. Let's go get the oxygen tanks that are on the space yeah. station. <laughs> and uh, I think at this time, talks about the International Space Station was kind of going on, but they hadn't done anything yet. So this movie yeah. was kind of a little bit making pretend of what was going to happen in the future. Sure, kinda. and and that's cool because yeah, all, all we really had was Mirror Space Station, which was just a <laughs> cylinder, not much of anything. Yeah. But I mean, baby steps into space. Yeah. 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 So they go to get air and uh, Ditsy Girl is like, hey, I know Morse code. We could flip lights and send Morse code down there. Mm -hmm. All right, do it. And she does it and no one is at the desk to see it. Nope. No one sees the blinking lights. Uh, Not even the uh, shuttle director who's smoking a cigarette. And if you recognize this guy, he's a, a Terry O'Quinn. He's the actor. You've seen this guy in tons of stuff, and he here he was just smoking a cigarette and looking a little younger, and I, I clapped. I, <laughs> I, I know that guy. He's been in stuff. Hi, Terry. Smoke that cigarette. <laughs> I probably, if I went back and looked at it again, I'd recognize him, but at the time, I, I don't know. Since Andy is the only astronaut of the group, she suits up to do uh, a spacewalk with the ye old uh, jetpack, mm-hmm. space jetpack. Yep. 
that I remember from Lego toys. Yeah, yes, this huge thing attached to your back and controls in your front, little arms. Mm-hmm. Very 80s. Yeah, I like it. I still like it. <laughs> so she zooms over to the space station, but she's too big. She can't reach in through all the things to grab it. All the cylinders are on the outside of this thing and because they aren't ready to go into the cabin yet, or there is no cabin yet. They just have the framing of this thing or something, and they're just kind yeah. of attached on the outside, which is strange. But whatever. But yeah, she can't reach in past the stuff to, to grab them because of her yeah big suit. Which I find funny because most things in space, I mean, if you applied any pressure to it, you could tear it apart. Really? It's, like all, it's all made of simple, light things. I guess that's true, but there's a chance of ripping her suit then. I'd assume. So instead, they uh, the kids suit up Max because he's the smallest. Yep. So he should be able to easily fit between all the um, octagangal. Yeah, stuff <laughs> where octagangal. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> Reach in and octagonal, grab those cylinders. Octagonal. There you That's, go. There you go. Shapes <laughs> and get those air cylinders. Mm-hmm. And he does. He fits in. He almost has a crap my pants moment when he sees over the edge of the shuttle bay doors. As which I would, jeez, yeah, I, yeah, that that would be scary and cool at the same time. And, and yeah, 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 and but then they do the whole, oh, you like Star Wars? You've been saying Star Wars stuff the entire time. And, he call, and then uh, Jerkface calls him Luke. Use the Force. Calm down. Yeah, type of thing, which is uh, whatever. I guess yeah. it works. So he gets his courage up and he goes over to Andy and helps her get one cylinder and he takes another cylinder. His cylinder gets stuck. He pries it loose and then it becomes a propellant basically for him and starts throwing him out into space. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they show it by going towards the moon. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. But whatever. Yeah. Well, Andy just slowly catches since she has her. Her rocket pack, basically. Rocket pack! Uh, yeah, whatever it's called. And grabs him and pulls him back into the uh, into the shuttle. And I thought yeah. for sure, oh, this kid's dead. That would be... That <laughs> would go. That'd be kind of interesting. No. <laughs> this movie is not that serious. It's a kid's movie. No. Then they have the argument over how to hook the cylinder into the space yes. shuttle. Rudy is unsure about himself at first, but then makes his decision. Yes. But then... Uh, Catherine. Catherine... Uh, is like, no, it's this one. And she fights about it, but then Rudy's like, hey, it's my job. I've been looking at the schematics for days now. I yeah. wasn't, I'm, sh- I'm now I'm sure that it's this one here, not the one you're talking about. Because if you put it in the wrong one, it'll be pure oxygen and it'll blow up the entire sh- craft shuttle. Sure. Yes. Th- that's what's said. <laughs> no, that's, that's the move. What, that's, that's what they said. And it, yeah. and it made me wonder, what does the other hose do? <laughs> Is I don't know. Like fire in a hose or something? <laughs> I, I guess it, it's going right into the uh, the pilot light. I guess that's right there. <laughs> it just, I thought the same thing, too. Well, what's the other one going to do if you just plug it into the wrong one? Well, the movie tells us you'll explode and all die. <laughs> but and, luckily, yeah. Rudy was right, and they hooked it up to the correct one. Mm-hmm. So Andy has Max go back in. Um, and she's going to hook up the second cylinder so that they have more than enough air to complete their yes. adventure. She slips up, and it basically propels her backwards against the back of the cargo bay. Kablamo. Yep. And slams her into it, which cannot be 
at a higher rate of speed than when they were doing liftoff, but whatever. Well, she's knocked out and injured. Ribs are broken. Arms are shattered. Mm-hmm. Mass hysteria. Hopes are dashed. <laughs> she now thinks she's Batman. Yeah. So they drag I- her back inside <laughs> and uh, put <laughs> wrap her up and put her into like no. a Ziploc bag. Uh, they do, but before that, something terrible happens. Since they can't communicate with ground control and they haven't noticed the Morse code, and they now ground control notices they've got the oxygen. Awesome. We're gonna do the autopilot sequence to land the shuttle. They close the docking the the bay doors, but Andy is still outside. She's tethered and she's they close the doors and now she's stuck on the outside. And the kids see that this happening, obviously, and they have a choice either to let her die and save themselves all coming back down safely, or to abort the autopilot. And finally, and it's again um, Catherine is is now commanding it. Basically, she she's kind of in control. At least she put herself there. And I'm unsure should I push the button or not. Then finally, um, jerkface Kevin pushes the button. Now I'm the commander. I made the decision. We're gonna save her. And then they do. They stop the auto launch and or auto land and uh, save her and bring her back and put her into a burrito. <laughs> Andy, you know she's yeah she's fine and safe inside and not coming burning up in space or atmosphere that would have been an interesting scene that would be interesting but sorry andy but we all would have died because hey, andy even says not to save her yes yep she she understands that yeah save these kids instead but they don't do that and now they have to figure out how to land the shuttle manually so as they're thinking about it uh jinx busts into uh control must help just NASA. Starts yelling what must help nasa must help nasa <laughs> it's like who let this robot in here yeah get this thing out of here i thought it was weird that could it had the strength to open doors this little thing on spindly legs and wheel thing just it doesn't look like it weighs much and doesn't have the force enough to push open doors yeah, or hold on to door frames as a human is trying to pull it out. <laughs> that too. And fight back. Yes, yes. But anyway, it starts reading the Morse code. And some people are like, oh, this robot is such an idiot. Now shouting letters at us. <laughs> yes. But then they figure it out. So they can communicate with the shuttle now. And they figure out, oh, hey, remember that one space shuttle? It landed in something sands. White sands, New Mexico. Yep. And so they... Send down that suggestion to Houston, and Houston is like, yeah, that's a great idea. Do that. And they reprogram the autopilot for it. Yeah. And Oh, or, or at no. least the not the autopilot, but the, the directions or yes. whatever to so, the shuttle. So Because yeah. they, you can't turn autopilot back on once you shut it off. Uh-huh. Unless they, once they get into the atmosphere, then it turns back on or something, some nonsense like that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's what happens is once they get back yeah. inside the atmosphere, they turn it back on. Well, oh, how do they do that, though? Yeah, basically, um, uh, uh, Catherine has to be the pilot and fulfill her duty and role as a pilot and make sure that they uh, yeah, angle themselves correctly and turn turn the ship around. But it's it's spinning out of control in space before it gets to the atmosphere because the same thing happened early on in one of the tests. And again, Andy mm-hmm. was pissed off at you like, this is your first try and you can't figure it out? What the hell is wrong with you, little girl? Oh, my God. <laughs> that scene always 
confused me because I'm like, that looks like how in the heck are you supposed to even that out? You're just yeah, flying all over the place in you're circles. In a gyroscope thing, and you're set in the middle, and you're supposed to balance it and even your and and stop from spinning with the controls. And it's it looked like it was her first try, and wow, that's really got to be hard to do. And I felt actually bad for the for uh, Leah Thompson because I'm sure they had to do several takes. Yeah, <laughs> but she she manages to right the wrongs, and going into the atmosphere has to have a, like what is it thirty degree angle to not burn up in the atmosphere. Yep. Yep. And tension. Does she do it? it was, does she it was, do it? The tension in the movie is actually pretty decent. It is. It is pretty good. Then they do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. They're of not going to kill a bunch of kids. No, they're not. This, this movie would have sank even harder. Oh, yes. Oh, it would have been just, <laughs> oh, like, what were you guys thinking? You killed kids in space? Jeez. No, 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 no. No, it does do a good job of tension. Yep. Yeah. So once they get inside the atmosphere and they realize they're not dead, there's the sigh of relief. NASA can talk to him again, and autopilot kicks in, and stock footage landing. Yep. And movie is over. The movie's over, which is very strange. You know what, though? It, I don't need to care about those kids any more than that. I, I think it's a good... Yeah, everyone's safe. Everyone's done. Do we need to know if Andy gets like in trouble or <laughs> gets an accommodation medal? No. Do we need to know what happens to these kids? I guess not. No. Yeah, because they really didn't do too good of a job of character stuff. So you're right. Just movie's done. The whole point was they went into space, and now they're not in space. They're nice and safe. And I guess that's it. <laughs> Bye, movie. Rudy never <laughs> opens his space franchise. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix doesn't go over to Jinx and bash its head in for trying to kill him <laughs> and kill everyone. Or Jinx takes over, like, I am now NASA's mainframe. <laughs> like, what's happening? Skynet happens. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's, uh, that's Space Camp. So, what, as an adult, what, do you, what did you think, Joe, since you have, the, have seen this before? Uh, well, it obviously does not stir up the same sort of cool factor that it did as a kid. Because now, I, when I look at everything, it all looks cheap. Yeah, like all the space camp stuff. I'm like, oh, well, they could have done a little bit better. But then I also look at actual space camp pictures, like like I said, for the one for adults and stuff. I'm like, oh, it's really actually kind of exactly the same. <laughs> I think they actually shot on the actual space camp place. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, they probably did. I think they did, too. Yeah. To That's what it looked like to me, at least. I mean, I would totally do a depending on the how the programs run a space camp for an adult especially if you don't have a crazy pilot lady that's yelling at you <laughs> take this serious you all died oh my god they're like i just came because i wanted to be in a spacesuit in the pool yeah and that's really what i it. wanted <laughs> i just wanted to experience that i wanted to go on the kc10 that does the dives and you you're oh, weightless yeah bit yeah going in uh, the Paralap was it um the wave yeah going up and down yeah 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 and then yeah every you get thirty seconds of weightlessness and then if you're uh, okay go you can shoot a music video up there <laughs> yeah but uh, okay sorry yeah this movie um the the coolness factor of it being NASA in space is kind of lessened you know it's it's a nostalgia bit now 
like I said, the uh, the stock footage clips were the coolest parts of the movie because it was all like, oh, I remember when I used to watch this stuff. Yep. So um, it was all right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I if I'd show this to kids because then you have to go through explaining what yeah. everything is because they don't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, look at all this cool stuff we used to have and then retired and decided to pay the Russians to do the work for us. It's, 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 it's yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, you finish your thoughts on the movie as an adult. <laughs> um, it was all right to go through and watch it again. Um, so if you've already seen it, it probably wouldn't be a bad watch again, just to reminisce. If you like space stuff, if you never saw it or you don't care for space stuff, <laughs> you can skip it. Um, does it hold up though? Does it hold up? What's my what's my standard? What, a, what am a, I comparing it to? <laughs> oh no! Does it? I guess yeah. What's the standard of what holds up? I, we've never really had our our standard. Uh, like I would say, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark still oh, holds up. Wow! No, it's nowhere on the level of that. <laughs> Star Wars still holds up. Yeah, Ghostbusters okay, well, still holds up. I don't want to continue. But, but this isn't those level of movies. No, it's this, not. This so, is kind of just a... And it's your opinion, too. So everyone's yeah. opinion is different. So what is your opinion if it holds up or not? I'm going to say it doesn't hold up because it uses nostalgia for me to enjoy it. If I didn't have the nostalgia of 80s space exploration or having seen this movie when I was a kid, I I probably would have zoned out during the watch. There you go. So that's a no for Joe. Yes. No for no. Joe. We Wait. are <laughs> no. Yes. No. We are no for Joe. Okay. Which is fine. <laughs> yes. I had not seen this as a kid. I wanted to, and I finally got to as an adult. And I would agree, it's all nostalgia because I loved space and NASA, as I uh, described earlier. Seeing that again was great, but it was really a disappointment. Especially the first half of the movie was very stupid. I was so bored, and how dumb this is, and how. I guess not unrealistic and stupid. I didn't care about the characters, but once they were in space, it was okay. Now I'm more interested actually of how, Mm -hmm. how are they going to survive and, and how is the movie going to make sure that they are able to get back home safely, which I thought was, I think they did a pretty good job with it. I got to say, and yeah, it's a cheaper movie, but that's fine. I was thinking how I would rewrite the whole, how to get them to space. And the writers could only think about a stupid, stupid, robot jinx to have it happen i i don't know it would just been fine if it was just a random accident that happened and they launched into space and there was no stupid droid thing sure yeah whatever it, it happened it's just we pushed the wrong button or maintenance crews did it wrong or something else but whatever i'm thinking too much about it <laughs> because yeah, other kids in the space program did something by accident yeah or or something that would still kind of maybe be unrealistic, but not as unrealistic as Jinx. So that really, really, I hated the movie from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, I just really, I just couldn't stand it. But um, I, I, en- I enjoyed that second half actually quite a bit. <laughs> it was, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some of the effects don't hold up, and it's okay. And some of the sure. acting's just fine. Not enough character stuff. So I don't say it holds up either. But it's still an interesting watch, and like you said before, if you have any interest in NASA, if, or if you've seen this as a kid before, yeah, watch it again. I can see you getting a lot out of it again, the remembering of having those feelings again, sitting in that classroom and and watching the shuttle go out into space and imagining yourself as 
an astronaut. And one tiny detail that I enjoyed was when the sun went across the the Earth. Yes. And uh, the atmosphere was there. They uh, used refraction on the color of the sun. So it shifted to a different color. I was like, yay, movie physics. And there is a couple. I mean, there is some good science in here. And then there's some bad science in this, too. So it just kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. But uh, I, I can see this as a, a kid. If This probably influenced some people actually to get more into science, to be a physicist or or rocket scientist or something. I, I can see this movie pushing people that way. I just wish yeah. it was better. And you really can't do a remake of this, unfortunately, which is really, no. really, really sad. And that bums me out probably the, wor- the most. Of We have to wait till uh, Virgin Atlantic has their... <laughs> If geez. thing, if that ever comes around. Oh, but um, no, no, we, we don't have to because Trump wants to have space marines. If you've heard about yeah. this recently, but we won't I talk about that. Didn't pay much. attention to it, but yeah. So that's where we're at with our space program, at least from the government uh, aspect of it. And again, like yeah, it bums me out that there isn't a movie like that for kids to get interested in. But um, unless there is, and I don't know about it. There could be a, a smaller mm-hmm. movie that is similar to this that is getting kids nowadays interested in in space. Hey, if you know of a movie that yeah. could get kids interested in space that's happening nowadays, I mean, maybe Wrinkle in Time, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. I haven't read the book and, or seen the movie. so. But, yeah, uh, I, that would be cool because yes. that stuff needs to continue on. All right, it does, I, I, and I'll stand up, uh, get off my uh, soapbox. <laughs> All right, so that was Space Cat from 1986. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had a lot of famous people in it. I guess, <laughs> I guess that Joe <laughs> kind of recognized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to do the other thing too. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, you know how to do that on Facebook and in Gmail and other things and other ways. Uh, if you want to rate and review us, that would be great. But spread the word of our little podcast would be greatly appreciated to your friends and family or whoever you want to uh, uh, recommend us to. And then you, too, can be a rocket man. Yeah, they didn't use any of uh, on-the-nose music, I guess. About nope. Space. No, no David Bowie with Space Odyssey. Oddity. No, no rocket man. Nope. No. They didn't have any money for that. Aww. Nope. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't want it. All right. What do we wrap it up? How do we wrap it up? <laughs> well, Lee, you, you practice with a banana and uh... <laughs> Oh I got it. Wrap it up. <laughs> Condom joke. We actually never had that in in school. Did you? Neither did I. Yeah, no. I don't I don't think Plasky High School allowed that. <laughs> Showing up a banana getting a condom. <laughs> wow. Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>